Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde, hello everybody. This week, I want to talk to you about relationships. It is a topic that I have touched on many times before in, you know, throughout all of my podcast roughly, but especially in episode 35, which I really recommend you check out if you want to learn more about the importance of creating boundaries in your relationships and also on knowing how to always choose to leave a relationship from a place of love rather than from a place of anger to sort things out before you leave the relationship, to not think that the grass is greener across the street and that being with someone else will be the answer to a happier life, because it's not. Relationship is a really important topic. It comes up all the time in my sessions, um, whether you know it's a relationship in a marriage or whether it's with someone at work or someone in my client's family, it always comes up. And whether we're working on weight loss or whether we're working on, you know, anything like even anxiety and, you know, issues of life, relationships, you know, it's it's everywhere, right? It's our relations with another human. And there's so much that fuels from that to create the discomfort in all of us. So it is something that I address all the time. And so today I want to talk about challenging relationships. What might they look like and what can I do to help you move forward from a challenging relationship? Did you know that your relationship with anyone depends on your thoughts about the person? The same way it is for your relationship with yourself. It is based on your thoughts about you. So basically, having a relationship with yourself is basically thinking awesome thoughts about yourself. And the same applies to the relationship with your partner, with your boss, or with your friend. But what might make, what is making a relationship challenging then? Is it a challenging person? No. Would you believe if I told you that it's actually your thoughts about the relationship that makes it challenging? It is. And when we think of difficult relationships, we might have, you know, that we might have in our lives, in our uh, personal life, in our professional life, nine times out of 10, we are, most people tend to automatically blame the difficulty on the other person. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about a spouse, about a girlfriend, about a boyfriend, about a boss, about a friend, about someone in the family. It's all the same. And it's all why? It's because of how our brain works. 
our brain is conditioned to look for the bad and to judge. This is an unconscious habit and until you have become fully aware of your thinking, it's a pretty tricky habit to break. And what I want to look at are the different sort of roles, right, that we can identify in challenging relationships and that contribute to someone just settling for a mediocre relationship rather than, you know, contributing to creating a life that they would truly love. So the first role I see um, commonly is that one of the, you know, two people in the relationship acts acts as the pretender. This is quite common, right? And this is basically where the person in the relationship pretends that everything is fine. They go through the motions. They don't acknowledge any of the issues that are going on. And why do they do that? Well, it can be for many reasons. For example, it can be to compensate for some of their own guilt. Someone who might, you know, travel a lot for work, uh, someone who isn't present in the way the other person wishes he or she were, um, you know, could kind of just not, you know, look, look, you know, into the details of the relationship, you know, for sort of compensating for their not being present. Um, it could also be for conveniency because maybe life just suits them that way, you know, for sake of the kids, for sake of the in-laws, you know, who adore the, you know, daughter-in-law or son-in-law or for feeling, you know, sort of cared for, you know, here and there, like the home is managed and, you know, things are, kind of functional while they're traveling or, you know, working so much. Um, it could also be that they're sort of hoping things will eventually improve. But I tell you, I see it. They never really do. And time passes and that person never truly feels alive. Um, it could also be for codependency reasons, kind of not wanting to let the other person go, uh, even if it means not being truly happy and not letting the partner be happy either in the end, right? Um, and that kind of goes back to a bit of a controlling issue. Then another role that I see, um, I would kind of call it, you know, the toddler. Uh, and that's when the person, you know, is coming. I mean, and I'll be more precise, like the toddler, you know, throwing a tantrum, you know? So that's kind of when the person is coming from a place of resentment, from a place of blame, sometimes from a place of anger. And it often happens when someone has not really owned their responsibility in the relationship, where the person is living in emotional childhood, which means that they react to their emotions. They act out. They avoid the uncomfortable emotion altogether, you know, rather than taking full responsibility and to choose thoughts that will create more desirable emotions. It ends up creating a lot of arguments, a lot of conflicts in the relationship. And, you know, one doesn't want to own their share of responsibility and they act, you know, like a victim and, um, and it kind of, you know, just, um, spirals and become very difficult for, for the relationship to, you know, to, to exist really. The third that I see is the pleaser, 
the person who goes around sort of complying and denying oneself, you know, underneath all of the sort of approval seeking behavior, you see the pleaser, you know, he's, he or she is usually seething with hate and frustration as they're just kind of trying to keep the peace. They're basically afraid to break their partner's heart. They act a bit cowardly. And the two individuals live more like, you know, roommates than lovers and partners. And once again, it creates resentment from just trying to please, which leads to unhappiness because it's really at their own expense, if you think about it. And the final uh, dynamic that I see is kind of like the selfish, you know, where there is a lot of lying and cheating and deceiving and where the person does things behind the other person's back rather than addressing the situation from a place of love and calm. And again, here, there is cowardness. There is, you know, thinking that little lies are better than a hurtful truth. Um, there is selfishness. There is, you know, kind of wanting to have the cake and the cherry on top, but that long term, it's bound to always come out, like for the truth to always come out and to be even more hurtful for both parties. So it's really a no, no win-win there either. So, so what now, you know, how do you move forward in your uh, challenging relationship in a way that feels better to you, but also in a way that serves all the players in the relationship better? I want to first recommend that you try to see where you might be playing one of these roles and to ask yourself why. And I want you to even ask yourself why three times. You know, you ask yourself why and you give an answer to your brain. And then from that answer, you question it again. But why? And then from that answer, you question it a third time. But why? Our brain is very good at making excuses, right? But after one or two, it usually starts running out of answers that feel, you know, comfortable. And it tends to start facing the truth not continuing to default. And I want to recommend you ask yourself ideally like how you'd want to be in the relationship that you're in. You know, how you'd want to show up in that relationship. What role would you want to take on instead of the one you're currently in? You know, how do you want to define your relationship and how uh, do you want to think of your relationship? And no matter what, you know, to let the other person be who they are to be, right? We cannot control another human being. We can only control ourselves and we can only control what we think about the other person. So to find freedom in knowing that it is not in your control what they do or what they don't do or what they say and don't say. And to do what's right for you from a place of love and to trust that when you do that, it can be peaceful. Because even if there is pain, there will be authenticity. There will be, you know, integrity. And from that, there will be understanding. And that's when it's really coming from love that you will see all will work out in the end. So now what happens in your relationship you know, when it cannot be saved, you know, when you've tried everything, you don't have much in common anymore. 
and it cannot be saved and it needs to end. There are a lot of different reasons why people break up, right? Growing apart is one of them. You might find that your interest, you know, your ideas, your values, but also if we're talking about a love relationship, that maybe your sexual con connection isn't there anymore, that your feelings aren't as well, you know, matched as you thought they were or as they were in the beginning. And it could, could also be, you know, some other factors, you know, such as age difference, you know, someone wants to get married in the relationship, but the other one has already been there, you know, someone, maybe the, the age difference or someone's already been married and is divorced and the other person has never been married and they want to get married. Um, and so, you know, they're not on the same page in a way in the relationship. They, they're not, um, you know, visualizing the same future. It could also be that you've changed your mind or your feelings about the other person, right? That your feelings have changed. And perhaps you just don't enjoy being together or being an intimate anymore. You know, maybe you tend to argue more or you don't want the same thing anymore. You might also have, develop feelings for someone else. There are many, you know, scenarios that obviously exist. Most people go through a breakup or several breakups in their lives, right? If you have ever been through it, you know that it can be painful and that even if it seems like it is for the best, um, you know, there's, there's always a lot of feelings involved. So why is a breaking up so hard to do? If you're thinking of breaking up with someone, you may have mixed feelings about it, right? After all, you got together for, for a reason. So it's normal to wonder, well, you know, will things get better? Should I give it another chance? Um, you know, will I regret this decision if I break up with that person? Breaking up is not an easy decision. You may need to take time to think about it. You may want to get coached on it, you know, discussing the pros and cons with your life coach, dumping all that's on your mind, all that's in your heart, um, you know, even going through the conversation that you will need to have with your partner when you want to talk about breaking up, you know, all in a place where you know you won't be judged and where your coach has your best interest at heart. It can truly be critical in the decision you choose to go with, you know, at this important turning point in your life. So I recommend, uh, you know, reaching out if you can. And uh, if you are in this situation, you know, I invite you to uh, book a free session with me. I'll be, you know, very happy to give you you know, a lot of uh, advice um, and and go through through the coaching with you just in that one session. It doesn't mean, you know, you have to continue the work with me. Um, because even if you feel sure of your decision, breaking up usually includes having a difficult conversation. The person you're breaking up with might feel hurt, right? They might feel disappointed. They might feel sad. They might feel rejected or they might feel heartbroken or all of it. And when you're the one ending the relationship, you probably want to do it in a way that is respectful and sensitive. You don't want the other person to be hurt and you don't want, um, you, you know, for yourself, like to be upset either. However, I want to remind you that the other person getting hurt or you feeling upset all goes back to his or her thoughts when you break up the, you know, when you break the news to them and to your thoughts also about how they react to it. So, 
I want to invite you to remember, and I've said this in every single of my episodes, we can never feel without thinking a thought first. We always think and then we feel. Our thoughts create our feelings. So whatever the person, you know, thinks about you or about the breakup is on them. We cannot hurt someone else's feeling. You know, what they think of you in that moment or what or of what you are doing is what's creating the pain or the anger. So what is it, you know, what's best? Is it best to avoid it? Is it best to, you know, avoid it and drag the challenging relationship on? Or is it best to bring, you know, start the conversation and kind of get it over with, like get somewhere, make progress, act upon it, right? Some people avoid the unpleasant task of starting a difficult conversation. And I know a lot of my clients come to me with that fear, but that tends to prolong the situation, you know, and sometimes for years, you know, of unhappiness. And it may anyway end up hurting the other person even more by delaying the conversation because then they've wasted their own years as well without really knowing how you were truly feeling. And then I know others who prefer who prefer the sort of get it over with attitude. And even though I myself, you know, I have been married for almost 20 years. Um, and so I haven't been, to be honest, I haven't been in a breakup uh, in a quite a long time. But I personally, I remember that I've always preferred that method, you know, being upfront with someone, being honest and being true to myself, you know, um, being kind and also moving on as best as possible, like not wasting my own time nor someone else's time. You know, time is the only currency we all have the same of. And, um, and, you know, I, I rather live my life, you know, fully, um, then avoiding that conversation. So that doesn't mean rushing into that difficult conversation without thinking it through. Like, again, that is where discussing it with your life coach, with a professional who has experience and your best interest at heart will truly help you avoid, you know, also saying things that you might regret. So it's, you know, no matter what you decide in your relationship, and that's, you know, valid for the person you live with, for someone in your family, for, you know, relationship with your boss, with your colleague, with your employees, with your neighbor, with your friend. It's really important to think things through so that you are clear with yourself on why you want to break up. You know, loving your reason, feeling confident about your reason will give you the comfort that it is the right decision for you at this time in your life. And it will also give you the strength, you know, to follow through and to act upon it. You know, whether they they last a long time, you know, relationships, whether they, they're long, whether they're short, you know, they always have special meaning and value. I think each relationship teaches us something about ourselves, about another person, and about what we want and what we may need in a future partner. So it's truly a chance for us to learn more about ourselves, learn more about our authenticity, about our integrity, about our courage, you know, about who we are as a responsible human being, you know, in society, and also how to care about another person 
and to experience being cared about as well, which is important. Um, my friends, this is it for me this week, but I want to invite you to join me for next week's episode as I will discuss the breakup do's and and don'ts and also give you uh, little scenarios to help you best prepare um, and sometimes to also help you grow balls, if I may say, to truly empower you to have that stressful conversation in the best possible way and at the time that is right for you to really, um, you know, create a life um, from intention, you know, an intentional life, a life on purpose, rather than kind of just cruising through something that is like, eh, you know, average. So no matter what you're going through, I want to invite you to book your free session with me. We have one life, one body, and having your own life coach is not a sign of weakness. On the contrary, it means you are willing to grow, um, wanting to be empowered, and wanting to be free from your struggles and live your best life, a life you create with intention, as, as I just said, and a life where you are fully alive, super alive. And I can tell you, none of my clients are, you know, using a life coach, like coming from a place of weakness. They are all super empowered people, super powerful people. And they just want to get to the super alive and to create a life that they can truly love, embrace, and grow in it. And it's just such amazing work. So I invite you to sign up if you haven't yet. My beautiful souls, think well, be well, and have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to pursuing this conversation on relationship with you here next week. Merci beaucoup. Ciao, ciao. My amazing listeners, no matter where you are in the world, if you are ready to make one big dream become your reality this year, I would like to invite you to sign up for a free session with me. You can find the link directly on my website at carothelifecoach.com. In that session, I will be coaching you on any issue you have going on. I will give you easy tools you can start applying right away, and I will share with you more information on how you can hire me as your private private life and weight loss coach and start making your dreams reality. My beautiful friends, choose a dream and start getting excited about your new possibilities. You are no longer alone. I am here to help you create your dream life and I cannot wait to see it all unfold in front of our eyes.